for more on the markets and some stock picks for you as well. Paul Schatz is with us, President Chief Investment Officer at Heritage Capital. Paul Schatz, welcome back to the show. Hi, Nicole. You've been bullish. You got this right. I mean, I think you actually said there was no one who was more bullish than me, but I definitely think you were big in the bull camp. How are you feeling now? I still feel pretty good. Look, December was not fun. You know, for our, our uberly bullish case, that December 9% decline, that wiped away a lot of those fourth quarter gains. That hurt a little bit, but it didn't shake my conviction at all. I, I came into 2023 saying, same thing I said in October, we have a shot at a 30% year. I don't think that's the base case just yet, but the market rally has done nothing wrong. You can't poke any holes in it yet. That may come down the road, but I don't think so. I think this quarter, we should test the levels of that we saw in August, which is roughly another 100 or so points higher on the S&P. January was a great month, but I don't think we're going to annualize it 100% this year. So many things are going right for the market. And the key is that there's so many bears and so many doomsdayers that refuse to see what the market's telling us. They're staying on the sidelines. They're in their in their bunkers. Market's telling a different story. You've got a full risk on. You just mentioned Bitcoin. Bitcoin and semis and biotech and the NASDAQ 100 and small caps. All the risk on sectors are leading. Doesn't mean they can't fool us. They fooled us you know, in January of 2001. But you, you've had multiple buying stampedes, which usually means there's more money behind it. And the key is the market, like we saw with earnings, the market's not responding poorly to future guidance, forward guidance being you know, less than adequate. You have these one off or one and a half off days where stocks pull back and the bulls come right back to work. Today's that classic case. Look, you know, you're gonna have Dan Ives on later. You know, everyone was lining up to bash Apple. It's trading pretty well today. Yeah. Look, it's held up. I mean, week to date, it's up 7%. It's had a great run, even though I know some of the earnings were a mixed bag and some disappointments. But the big picture is Apple has a lot of great things going forward. Going forward. And you're right, Dan will, will explain that more. But um, at this point, I think the mentality is a really important point that you're making, because there's been a lot of talk that if people talk enough about recession, that's a bad thing, because that will push us further into recession. And so a self-fulfilling prophecy for sure. You can't do that with stocks, but my argument is this. I said this throughout last year. Market went down 20, S&P 25% at its worst in 2022. That's the average decline when we see a mild recession. So I kept saying the market is pricing in what's coming economically at some point in middle, late 2023. Unless you really think it's, you know, get in your bunkers and buy you know, spam and bottled water, and we're gonna have a recession like 2008, the market already gave you that in, in prices. So you mentioned, you know, we know Apple isn't as bad, and, and, and the Googles and the Metas and the Netflixes and the Microsofts, they're all coming in and behaving a whole lot better. People went from over-invested here, now nobody wants to touch them. At the same time, you've got all the cyclicals are, are really perking up, you know, the industrials, the transports ripped now, in the last couple of days, obviously today is not one of them, but the transfers have been ripping. So you've got a portfolio and a market doing one thing, and people are spinning a narrative that's not proving out in the markets. That was last year's news. 
Right, understood. Let's get to some of the names that you like. You have Pfizer, Amgen, and Ecolab. Start with Pfizer. Okay, so I'm keeping with my tradition of always finding stuff that's, I like to find stuff that's, I can give you stuff that's, that's, that's running and rallying and those are fun already, but you know, Pfizer, it's not sexy nor exciting and it doesn't fit into my risk on, you know, category, but it's been, it's been really beaten down in a good tape. It almost 4% dividend yield. Some people are going to yawn, but I think this one, you know, record year in 2022, it should be a record year in 2023. And for a 4% dividend yielder, I think you've got at least a 20% rally coming. Mm, all right. So, you know, just a good go-to name, huh? What about Amgen? So biotech is one of our favorite sectors for the year. We are loaded up with biotechs, and we did coming into 2023. You know, Amgen's another one. It's the behemoth in a, in a sector kind of sort of out of favor. They bought Horizon last year. The deal's going to close some point this year. It makes the financials a little messy. So a lot of people, I think, are going to either avoid it or wait, take a kind of a wait and see. Q4 was a little soft, I'll admit, for Amgen, but the stock's beaten down. I think like Pfizer, you've got a pretty good rally coming. This one could be all the way to all-time highs this year, above 300 for Amgen. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that biotech is really the name of the game for the next decade. Tell me more about that. I mean, when it's, well, if it's well, not so that's Amgen, an easy is one, it the ETF? You know, with, with the aging population, this is where the world is moving you know, health-wise. We need to come up with new therapies. That's where, frankly, you know, one of my favorite holdings, um, Moderna, where did Moderna come from? That was a kind of a fledgling biotech company I used to make fun of. And now it's not exactly Amgen yet, but it's going towards that. So there's there's hundreds of these tiny little fledglings and they've all started, not they've all, many have started to go on exactly what you're talking about, that biotech will be. It, it hasn't been in favor in, in a number of years. I think this is the year. Maybe this is the year. Hey, everybody waited so long for energy, right? They waited a decade for energy, and then they did so incredibly well. What about Ecolab when we look at cleaning so solutions? So that's another one. That's Tell me about that. Former yeah. high-flying, super expensive industrial stock. I first started liking it because of the pandemic. It's the it was a pure play in commercial uh, sanitization, the the Purells and that kind of stuff you see around the um, mm -hmm. kind of you know, office buildings and corporate facilities. Stuff got beaten down. It hasn't gotten Wall Street's love yet. It's gotten, it's gotten, frankly, nowhere since last May. This is another one where it's been, you know, tossed to the curb. It's got phenomenal underlying fundamentals, great management. They spun off a horrible pool division two years ago. That was their worst performing asset. This is another one, I think, at least a $200 stock this year. So you got three that have been beaten down. You don't have to jump on board of a train that's left the station you've got three where you can i think you can buy more comfortably and know you're wrong because the lows are so close yeah paul shots great to see you thank you so much you too, Nicole. thanks heritage capital